Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. What happened? the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Time Sports Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two at Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Let's get started with hour number two. By the way, Trey Biddy was on at four o'clock. We apologize for those that may not have had an opportunity to hear him. But you can always go to our podcast site. Hey, just think about all those people that complain that he didn't get to talk enough, and then some people tune in at 5 and don't get to hear him at all. Yeah, but they can go to the podcast <laughs> a little bit later on. They'll be able to hear the entire program, including Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com. There you go. Let's talk to Will. Will, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, Randy. How's it going? What's Randy, up, buddy? How's it going? You got... Good, Will. Doing good, doing good. Love you guys, man. Great Thank you, show. buddy. Thank you. Hey, listen, uh... I, I, I want this question is for both of you guys to answer. Yesterday, um, there's a very intriguing. Um, there's a very intriguing by uh, of what Trey Biddy said. He said that Arkansas was a problem in the SEC. Would you like? Would you guys elaborate on that? And Rick, uh, I know you were on yesterday, so you no, heard what I'm he, talking about. He's, he, I don't know that Trey said that. I think somebody said that, and he, he may have been responding to no, it. No, no, no. Trey Biddy said that Arkansas was a problem in the SEC, basically. And and it, it was very, you know, it was very concerning and alarming to me. I mean, what? like, are we that, are, are we that kind of, at, you know... And what, uh, yeah, where, uh, what kind of context yeah, did he put that in? I don't in? remember the context. I, I think we talked about, and we have talked about, you know, we, right now, you know, Arkansas is like Vanderbilt, but in the Western Division. When you lose to Mississippi State, that, that kind of puts you there. But I think the fact that uh, if you're saying Arkansas is never, never going to... Yeah, and, I don't, and us losing to Mississippi State and all that, but I mean, yeah, but he clearly but, said that, that Arkansas was a problem, and I was like, wow. I, I, it, there, there's obviously more to it. That's why when I called, I was hoping to sit. He would be on at five or whatever. To, yeah. But I'll catch up with him again. Yeah, you'll need to do that. I, yeah. I don't. I don't remember him saying anything like they shouldn't be in the SEC or it's a problem they're in or anything like that. I think all of us recognize that right now, uh, outside of Arkansas, the Razorback program's not re- regarded any kind of high esteem or anything. But as far it's as a like, shame, guys. Right, because you know our recruiting yeah. was was excellent. Our defense is excellent, you know, but our offense obviously has has made turn this season into a circus. But um, and it's really kind of a shame because it just kind of happened so quickly. I, it, which leads me to this, Randy. Do you believe Sam Pittman threw in the towel? No, thrown in the towel. No, no, he okay. hasn't. Not no. in any form or think? fashion. No. Uh, okay. Okay. One of the best things I I don't know, Will, if you are believer. And not just the words, but the body language that someone gives off when they're talking. If you'll go back, and this was uh, his normal noon Monday press conference. His body language is not telling you any iota that he has given up, he has thrown in the towel. If anything, he is ready to fight. Now, I think what happened in maybe some people's eyes is I think the Mississippi game Mississippi State game beat not only the team down, but it beat him down. And sometimes you gotta step away, step backwards and reassess what the situation is. And I think that's what led to the firing of Dan Enos. Because that team needed 
a breath of fresh air. And you hate to say that by subtraction, you're adding a breath of fresh air, but it's like uh, they've been given now a second opportunity almost. And in some cases, I think these players are looking for personal redemption. They hear what the talk is. They may not like it. And sometimes it gets way too personal. But nevertheless, Sam Pittman has not thrown in the towel, in my opinion. Well, we all talked. We talked about this 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 team, you know, Randy, and, and you guys even got me more riled up because I wasn't as riled up about them. But you guys, you and Rick were certainly. <laughs> I can remember the two games Rick thought out of the out of that four four horse gruesome of games that Rick actually thought we were going to win. I thought Arkansas Miss, would win at least two of those games. I thought I they'd mean, win at least two games. I did. Ole, yeah, I did. That's right, Ole Miss and LSU, and those were the two that you thought. And you never let anybody know that on the radio, but I knew that just because I. I <laughs> no, I, to you. I didn't. I didn't say which two. I didn't say which two. Although I, I will say going to the LSU game, I thought Arkansas would beat LSU. I, you know, you, you don't ever go into Alabama thinking, well, that's a win. Uh, but you know, I, I thought out of the four, and I thought they could win it against A and M too. I did. Oh wow! But then I was wrong. I thought it was. I thought it was uh, Ole Miss and uh, LSU that you thought. I just thought they could win two out of four, and I thought the only one that would be the toughest one to win was Alabama. And as it turned out, you know, with the, if if Dominion doesn't fall down, Arkansas might have won that game, that, and I would have thought that was the least likely. Well, this team has got so much talent, and and you know, uh, maybe scaling this book back, you know, for for uh, for KJ will help him out. I hope it does. Because, I mean, you know, he, we got to start throwing the ball, throwing spirals and hitting people, you know, in stride. I mean, that's just that's what you do when you when you're, when you're you get paid a million dollars to be the quarterback at any university, not more or less the university. I mean, you know, more or less, it doesn't matter what where you are. You're getting paid a million dollars. You need to hit people in stride. That's my opinion. But, uh, Randy, you know as well that we've got a pretty good team as well because you, you were selling me on. You were like, now listen, Will. <laughs> I, I've, I've got I've got to say this. I never in my wildest imagination. Now, I don't know if you heard, uh, is it Chris Doring, uh analyst on the SEC Network? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was at the exactly. he, said, he said today, well, I'm always bad about names, or not names, but how to pronounce them. I think it's Doring. But anyway, he said today that he questioned the higher of Dan Enos in the very beginning because he thought maybe it was only because of the familiarity that Sam had with Enos is why he was the first choice to be the OC when he said that it was not a match. This was not a match for the players that have been recruited to Arkansas, the style of play in which they've been recruited to, and now you're asking them to basically reinvent themselves in this offense. And I was thinking not as deeply as what Chris was thinking, but I I thought Enos would be a good fit. He had been here before. He knew the lay of the land. He knew the SEC, obviously. The question to me was going to be how they were, in fact, in the spring and even somewhat into the fall, it was not this think, think, think type of offense they were out there. The spring game was fun to watch. I don't know if you watched it. I was there in person. They were wheeling and dealing and chunking the ball and doing this and that. The only thing they didn't do that day, which they said they were going to, was taking some snaps underneath center. That didn't happen that day. Hadn't hardly happened at all this year, period. So I I feel like I was duped a little bit because I did believe that Enos could have been the proper fit, the proper answer. Obviously, I was wrong, and I cannot believe how dead, I mean dead, pathetic, that offense was uh, nearly two weeks ago against Mississippi State. That was embarrassing. Absolutely. Imagine if we had a really good offense, like two years, uh, you know, let's just say two years ago. Now, obviously, we we don't have Burks, but my point is, is if we had our defense has done, those guys have done a phenomenal job on the other side of the ball. I mean, excellent. We could have asked for that. We got two stud defensive ends, you know, tear it up. They'll be in the NFL next year. 
It's just very it's very frustrating. Why are we not running the triple option with him just like Jalen Hurts and the Eagles do? That, that's what I thought we were going to actually be running under Eno. I was I, I was duped as well. I was telling people we were going <laughs> to be running the triple option like the Eagles. And you know what? You you run a form of that, it's unstoppable just like the, the you know the wishbone, Randy. Well, the thing is, Thank you, here, here, here's the perplexing thing is. You run RPO in practice and not in the game. You don't drop back much in practice, but you do in the game. How, that's that's the thing that's the hardest to understand is all these things that supposedly you didn't work on in practice, you didn't use in the game, <laughs> which, as we've said before, if you didn't, then you're using in the game plays you haven't practiced. That That's just that's hard to grasp. Oh, it? no. I, I, I have given up. Even trying to figure out what was the mindset of Dan Enos all this and, time. Well, and, and let's just say this, too. And uh, Sam Pittman doesn't get off the hook on this. Because if, if he's watching practice every day, and he sees them working on it in practice and not using it in the game, it shouldn't take you eight games to say, Enough is enough. Why, why are we doing this when we've been practicing yeah, this? Enough if, is if, enough. If that is the case. And that's what we've been told. So that that's the... That's the hard thing to grasp, is why did it continue? Well, there, there's been several puzzling, and uh, I won't go down that road and again. And I'm a Sam Pittman guy, don't yeah, get me wrong. I, I, I like Sam a lot. It's just, you, know, you can't, this isn't one of those where you say, everything in the history of the world is Dan Enos's fault, so, uh, you know, so let's, let's blame him, and now Arkansas is going to win the last four games, and everybody's going to be happy. Hey, if they do... Then we'll have to reevaluate whether everything was well, in the If Arkansas yeah, does win saying, the last four. Oh, my. Can you imagine the conversations <laughs> then? All right. This from our Asher Record Service Company live feed and feedback. There's been quite a bit of confusion about this, so let's correct the uh, correct the record, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, this from Eric. Do we start having Nolan tomorrow, normal time, to six? It's the, <laughs> six to seven. No. Coach Richardson starts next Wednesday, yeah. November, November the 8th at 6 it, o'clock. Oh, he does, it is Wednesday. It is Wednesday. You know, well, what Ralph sent was Thursday. And so you're sure it's Wednesday, right? And we have corrected that. Yes, it is okay. Wednesday. All right. So um, I need to call him until when he starts. <laughs> I didn't know what to do, but okay. thank you for I'm that. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no I, that's okay. I thought you'd got Because when, when, when Matt's on, he's going to Thursday, right? Correct. Okay, all right. And he sent me, I don't have the email. And we're going to get Joe's opinion. Yes. That's a good deal. That's next Tuesday night. Yeah, Tuesday great. night. That's really good. Six o'clock. like that. Let's talk to Motorhead. Motorhead, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hello, guys. I appreciate you taking my call. Oh, uh, I've been here for you in a long time. I, I, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm always <laughs> listening. And you're important. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for listening. Uh, what Trey said, he was repeating what he had been told during that coach search that Arkansas. Oh, was that's right. Him. Yeah, I, I, thank repeating. you. Thank you. I, and, I knew Trey didn't come up with that on his own. Say he had to have heard no. that from somebody. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And he was also told this is what Trey said yesterday that Arkansas was a place where careers go to die. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. He did say that too. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, but I really... Thank you. This is my personal opinion. I think if we can be Florida International and save Missouri, I think Sam should be able to keep his job because he will have won as many games in four as we did in the first eight. And it it would be a positive thing. Do you think two games is enough to save his job? I don't know, uh, but I, I would throw Auburn in there, you know, because Auburn is better than Mississippi State, but in the eyes of Hog fans, Auburn isn't much better than Mississippi State. And so if, if Arkansas could beat Auburn, which is the week after Florida, and then beat um, Florida International, even if they lose to Florida, that does give them four wins. That's probably going to be enough to save his job. Yes, and then, but here's, and and, and again, I'll, I'll say this for the thousandth time already: if Sam Pippen's the coach next year, and I hope he is, you whatever it takes to keep those four defensive assistants, you better do it, because yeah. those guys are really, really, really good, 
and the sharks are going to come after them. And they're going to tell them, hey, you you may even make more to Arkansas. We'll try and pay you more, but you're only going to be there for a year. Why don't you come here where we're winning right now? They they will get offers. You've got to do whatever it takes to keep them. Gentlemen, even saying that, even if he survives with just four victories, is he not a lame duck coach? Because you're no. losing K.J. Jefferson. Unless he can figure well, maybe out. That's, maybe that'll be a blessing. You know, sometimes it's time for something new. No, 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 no. You re- well, what my point would be, yeah. you're losing, we yeah. believe, you're going to lose the majority of a lot of these major contributors, even though they haven't contributed, may not seem like they've contributed much so far. Yeah. But there's going to be a lot of turnover. Yeah. And who's to say you can you can restock under this cloud that he's going to be, there's a cloud over him right now. Yeah. I think the only way that that cloud goes away is if he does run the table, wins the next four games. That's just uh, my opinion. I think three would do that. And I also think that uh, with the right offensive coach hire, you can go into a season being a lame duck and come out of a season with a new contract if you've got the right people. And that's that's the thing is Arkansas still has good resources. They've got good NIL at this point. That that's what we're told. And again, you you got to make the right hire on offense. That's going to be the whole key. And keep those defensive coaches. At least keep the coordinator and try and and that secondary coach. He's really really good. I mean, they're all good. I'm not downplaying any of them. You'd like to keep all four of them, but you got to keep the coordinator for sure. Yeah, those, the defensive coordinator is most important. He's really turned that defense around. Yeah, and even if you say, hey, we're going to pay you $2 million this year, and, hey, if you get a head coaching job after next year, we understand. But we got to have you back. Absolutely. That's what they got to tell you. All right, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Motorhead. Always good to hear from you, my friend. All right, mm-hmm. uh, let me get to a little bit, since this ties in with what we're talking, this from our southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. Uh, this says JJ here. Trey was saying that coaches during the coaching hiring in 2019 said that Arkansas was a problem in the SEC. Yeah, right. Well, it was a problem job is what he meant, and that's what uh, people were telling Hunter, and that's what people were telling Trey, and that's part of why he got Sam Pittman, and we all know, and Sam's okay with this. He was not the first choice. But he is the coach, and you just have to say, okay. Uh, this from the 501, kind of the same thing. He said, coaches that were available to hire saw Arkansas as a problem in the SEC, in their opinion. And then this from the 870, Trey said, problem childs and coaches are looking at Arkansas after uh, John L. Smith and uh, Morris and be like, no, thank you. They are a problem. So there's kind of the same thing we've been saying. Okay. Um, let's talk to Jake. Jake, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, good afternoon, Double R. Hey, good buddy. Rick. You guys doing all right today? Doing great. Yes. How about you? I am uh, in the great state of Arkansas, man. All right. Daddy, but I got, got a turn and burn in the so then probably hit it. I, I keep forgetting his name. What's your producer's name? Is Damon there today? Is that Damon. There? Damon. Yeah. Damon Poole. Did you say Damon? Damon. D-A-M-O-N. Yeah. Okay. Dude, Damon's a great guy. He sat there and talked to me. He was like, did you listen to WKRP when you were up in Cincinnati? And I'm like, <laughs> man, I, you know, I, I'm like, man, I, I'm not quite as old as you guys. I'm 45, but I do remember that show from from when I was very young, and I was like, man, that song was catchy, and he was like, heck yeah, he's the baby if you ever wander. <laughs> we sat there talking about, you guys got a great producer, man. I just, I don't know if he gets enough accolades or not. I want to throw that out. Well, if you want to know the weather is where you're going, he can tell you that, too. <laughs> about baseball, and y'all quit keep denying about basketball, since y'all talk about it every dang day. That game was pretty fun to watch, wasn't it? Oh my gosh! I mean, yeah, it, it was amazing. Let's be honest. You know, it, look, I'm gonna tell you. I, I, I'm gonna tell you who 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 amazed me the most, Rick. And I mean, I was amazed by Blocker as a freshman, and 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 
his ability to penetrate and also, you know, short-range jumper and that kind of stuff. Some of that guys, but man, I'll tell you who I had no idea was like that quick was L. Ellis. Yep. Played well. Once that guy starts to drive, I mean, he was like a flash in the lane. Like, no one could touch him. And uh, that is, I mean, that's a true point guard right there. Evidently, I mean, I got a pretty good defense, pretty game. good defender too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yep. this has got a chance, Jake, to be among the better defensive teams. What's that BSD? that we yeah. have seen in a while? Mac can get after you. Yeah. We know what Devo can do. Uh, Ellis, I think he can be an elite defender. There's some guys I think really have the ability to lock down on defense, which, you know, again, it can carry you. You can't totally win it for you, but uh, it can Uh, certainly carry you. I I saw a poster on social media saying Devo being Devo again, and it was during the game, and I was like, yeah, he's locking down people and keeping them from scoring. Two points like he did the other night. Or if he has twenty, as long as he plays that kind of defense, I don't care. Huh. You know. So anyway, uh, just like to hear you guys' thoughts on that. And you know, I mean, come on, feed me a little bit of Razorback baseball, Rick. Please, <laughs> I'm dying, man. That's I'm dying out here. My Give gosh, we're, it's October. That's that's like in June saying, how's the basketball team going to be? But we do talk about that. They didn't get a commitment the other day. Did you see that? Yeah, for yeah, not this 2025. Class, one, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Don't they have football, Rick? When is that at? What, what's going on with that? What's what's going on with what? Fall ball. Fall ball? It's, it's over. over. It's yeah, over. It's over. They're loaded at catcher. Uh, well, Jake, we got to go. Loaded at catcher. Thank you, buddy. A lot Drive of good arms. A lot of good pitchers. All right, Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. It's Randy Rainwater. Tell me for the Sonic Blast this Friday in Conway when the Wampus cast hosts the Bryant Hornets. Brought to you by the Sonic Drive-In and 103.7 The Buzz. Hi, folks. It's Chris Zender here at Frank Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. It's the end of the month, and we need to sell 23 more new vehicles before Tuesday night. Frank has told us to take any reasonable offer and pay over book value for trades. So don't worry about how much you owe on your trade. If we make a deal, we'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. We have 0% financing for up to 72 months on new Ram 1500s. That's right, I said 0%. You can't get any lower than zero. And you'll save up to $10,000 on all new Ram 2500s and up to $10,000 off all new Jeep Grand Cherokees. Folks, we'll do whatever it takes to make you a deal. Just tell us what you're looking for and how much you want to pay. Shop Fletcher Dodge and Sherwood for the deal of a lifetime on a new Dodge Chrysler Jeep or Ram. At Fletcher Dodge, you always get the best price, the lowest finance rate, and more for your trade. We promise you a hassle-free buying experience. So come see us and give us a chance to earn your business. That's Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. Fellas, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone, but you need to do your homework and go to a provider that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. It's where I get my levels checked. It's concierge medicine for all of us men. They specialize in men's wellness and customized testosterone treatments. It's quick. It's easy. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and get your results in about 25 minutes. Ball's in your court. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, maybe you've noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels. Low T Center will get you back to living your best life. They have affordable and convenient treatment options, including physician-monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home each month. Low T Center, quick, easy, simple, convenient, and most importantly, life-changing. Now's the time. Right now at Low T Center, it's only $25.00 to get your T-levels tested with results back in 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online today. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. 
Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. You know that crushing feeling when you click print on your PC and the doggone machine just won't print? Well, I fix that. Hello, my name's Tim Stanley. I'm the new owner of Business World, a TDS IT company. We're an IT company with a long history in the imaging channel, and I fix the printer conflict by using my Arkansas-based IT help desk. Call us at 501-374-7000 for more details on how a true IT-managed services company running your business will keep all your printers and scanners up and running all the time. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. Often imitated but never duplicated, this is Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater of the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. I guess most by now realize this is the last day of October, October 31st, which means you got a few hours left to take advantage of the October specials at Double B's because they are special, such as the Honey Bun special. Go load up two for a dollar. Maybe you want to load up on the Doritos or the Cheetos. Two for four twenty. That's just a few of the many great specials you'll find at Double V's. So this is it. This is it for the month of October. And that's why you need to go inside the store, check out all of the specials, because tomorrow we start with a clean slate so to speak. And if you're looking for a great place to uh, work, how about go to DoubleBees.com and apply online. And be sure, say this over and over again, I want you to save more money. I love saving money. Ask your Double B's cashier about signing up for a rewards card where you can save money on purchases at all of the stores. That's Double B's, where you guys sit, grab it, and go Make it double B's. All right, just a little bit of feedback here real quick from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. Randy, it seems like that you don't want Coach Pittman to stay around. And that's your opinion. That's good. But who would you hire in his place since you've already <laughs> won in fire? I don't know. I'm not advocating. I'm just I'm just looking at reality. What could be reality? That is, if he's retained, Rick's already said, he did a minute ago anyway, that, boy, you got to do whatever you got to do to lock up those four defensive assistants, especially the uh, Travis Williams, who is the defensive coordinator. All I'm saying is the reality of it is, and this will be used in recruiting, and it will be used in recruiting of coaches as well. If he wins only four games. Well, you know what's going to happen, don't you, Travis? That it's not going to be much better, if any better, and probably will be worse next year. You know he's going to get fired after next season. <laughs> so why are you staying? Come join us. We've got a winner here. That's what I'm talking about. It's, it's not a good situation right now for Sam Pittman. And about the only way, I think, again, I'm just stating my thoughts, my opinion. He almost needs to win all four to keep those wolves totally off of his back. And I'm talking about the outside wolves, not including the inside wolves in this state. I'm talking about the outside wolves that want to well, come in and either grab his players. Get yeah. You need to transfer. Yeah. You need to get yeah. out of there. That's a yeah. toxic situation. <laughs> yeah, that's you're right. Got to You got to keep your team. But here's what we've learned is, even teams that aren't as good can still get good players out of the transfer sure. portal. And if he can keep most of his defensive players, which right now, you know, if you keep the defensive coaches, you probably keep the defensive players. And and so, um, you know, that that's a big deal. And then if you can, um, if you keep, then you got to keep your offensive players. But what you got to do is tell them, hey, this is who we're hiring. 
this guy is a go-getter. Now, and as we said before, the the best thing that could happen would be to win at least three games. And Kenny Guyton does such an amazing job. You just make him the offensive coordinator. Uh, then you got your built-in recruiter. You keep the players that are here. Everybody seems to like him. Uh, it becomes a it becomes an easier task to keep your players here. That 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 would be the best case scenario. Sure, and that's all I'm saying is uh, from the 501 that I just think it's a very difficult situation right now for Coach Pittman, and I'm trying well, sure to it is. Well, just gosh. trying to be realistic. Who, who, who? I mean, you're right. I think we could all figure that out. It is it is definitely a difficult situation. Right. Yeah, that was one one of the better deductions I've made in a long time. <laughs> now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers going the extra mile. Kevin! Yes, sir? Did you get to make it to Fable Saturday for that uh, exhibition game? I sure did, and it felt like anything but an exhibition game. Uh, offensive and defensive coordinators got raises. Um, the rebounding coach uh, got a, a, a talking to. Uh, but the Arkansas Razorbacks did about what I thought they would do. I thought they were going to put themselves in a position to win that game. I thought they would be close in the, in the last four minutes or so. Uh, I didn't know what they would do with that opportunity, though. That was the big question mark, because I felt like Purdue would probably be the team, if you had to predict, would probably better be better prepared to, to come through in a close game because of their familiarity with each other, being in these situations and the high level of success they've had together. Well, Arkansas might have some unknowns, and the game gets tighter Late, you know, uh, we see teams all the time be in a game, and then at the end, it's the team with more cohesive experience that finds a way. Uh, so I thought Arkansas, uh, you know, that's almost an A plus effort all around. I mean, you've got sold out Bedwalt Arena, you've got two top fifteen ranked teams, you've got a great college basketball game uh, that doesn't count, unfortunately, uh, because it was a great game and it's it was memorable. Uh, so being able to cover that one, that was a, that's something I haven't seen is a game like that in October, um, and, 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 and one that doesn't count, but it sure felt like it meant a lot to everybody, including the coaches and players. All right, Kevin, we've got we're going to try to work through a couple of calls here real quick. That's been holding. Savage, mm-hmm. good afternoon. What's going on, fellas? You doing What's right? up, buddy? How are you? Oh, doing good. Now, Randy, it's it's good to see you being a kid again. You know, you get that Texas Ranger game. Yeah. I saw some pictures of it. It was like you had an yeah. awesome time. Yeah. It was a fantastic experience. Uh, I mean, Mr. Hatcher made everything so simple. And to be able to have those kind of seats, to be able – it was all about David, by the way. That was David's birthday right. present. Oh, say I I didn't even know he went. You just talked about you being there, and oh, then yeah. this morning David said he was on the trip. Oh yeah, it's all about me. Okay, it's so it was his me. birthday, and you got to go. Yes, I got to. Actually, I I was far down the totem pole, but the way it worked out, uh, some other calling people, and everybody said yeah, no. Yeah, everybody and said, then he kept got saying no. Yeah, so finally they got to me. But um, Rick, right. they, they, Rick, they had to have a designated driver. That's why I took Randy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one fabulous experience. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, I was a fan number one. And it, what I mean by fan, let me let me clarify that because I'm not a fan of the Texas Rangers. But I right. being part of the baseball. media. Well, no, I'm talking about being part of the oh, media. Right. Yeah, you, you get so immune to things. And, yeah. you know, you don't cheer, you don't jump up and down, you don't do this, you don't do that. You have to be careful what you say in the press box. Somebody might hear what you're talking about. But anyway, I was just a fan. That was that was the cool part about it. And uh, yeah. so that was a tremendous experience. I can check one off my bucket list. I'm, I'm, I'm still glowing over the trip. And if you're able to pick me up on uh, whatever uh, mode of... Video, uh, I've still got my Texas Ranger hat on, 
And on the <laughs> yeah, side of it I, is really cool because, you know, it, they, they have – I'm guessing why they jack the prices up is because of all the fancy stuff they stick on their, you know, World Series and that kind of stuff. So it uh, adds a little extra meaning. Pretty cool. And just real quick, Rick, we talk about yeah. uh, Coach being a lame duck, and I agree with Randy. And if you talk about the recipe for this, and not that he brings it on himself, I don't care what kind of millions you make, you shouldn't take a bashing on Twitter. Uh, he's putting that role. I get he's one of the highest paid, you know, coaches in this state. But when you set him at his recipe for going down from the fan base, it's laid out there. His press conferences, Randy, you've talked about it. He's terrible at it. He didn't have the right PR person to walk into these. No. Uh, Enos, the hire didn't work out. That's there. The lack of team play. The team's not together. You can see how how down they were. KJ's rolling his eyes on the sideline, so you could tell they were just down. You know, and you're the offensive line guru, but you're not coaching the offensive line. There's so many things that add up to where the fan base they don't have a choice but to turn on you. Do you agree with that, Randy? Yes. I mean, when when you when the when the fan base either quits caring, which I don't think yep. at this point that's not. People still care, or they wouldn't be calling. That's right, and or they wouldn't be griping. But when you feel like you can't even pick up a yard, you can't even complete a pass, you can't convert when the opportunity presents itself. When you start losing that hope, that's when you're in trouble. And I think Sam finally realized that he had to cut it off. He waited way too late. I cannot believe he allowed for so many weeks when he kept saying, I want to move the pocket. The pocket never moved. All the things that he said that he wanted to do, Enos was basically doing the opposite. He should have canned his tail several weeks ago, in my opinion. He let it go on way too long. Hope he learned a lesson out of this. I hope so, but once you lose us, you hard don't to get, get us you back. back. Well, that, that here's and, here's where yeah. And as far as lame duck, you asked uh, about losing the fan base. He probably he lost a bunch of the fan base with Mississippi State. I don't think he had lost as much yet. He did. He gained. I'm not saying he gained anybody back by firing Enos, but at least he made it more palatable. And but he's got to win some games down the stretch. And then next year, if he's here, he's got to have a really good year. I mean, a really good year mm-hmm. uh, to get the fan. Because here's you, the, here, the thing about the fan base at Arkansas, they're going to support the Razorbacks no matter who the coach is. But if if you don't, if they don't believe in you, the minute you're gone, they don't care. They want to know who's next. If if they believe well, in you, they want to keep you. And I don't know that there's a lot of support for that. I think he may be the coach, but I think there are people that will think, hey, we're, we'll support the team, but we're not so sure this is the right deal. And as a fan base, most of us don't agree with stubbornness. The fourth and one call. Absolutely. Call, right. It just it drives me crazy. If us as fans and everybody in the media – media, if everybody sees it and your stubbornness won't let you get past it because whatever yeah. that is, everybody's got a problem with it, and that's why everybody's passionate and they call in. It's not that we're being negative. Yeah. We're asking why. Oh, that's and right. And, I, and I, the thing past. is, it, it failed against Kent State and BYU. T- that's two. Those two, you've got to figure BYU, That's that was the play that lost the game. Mm-hmm. But then, to right. do it again, at, at, what was it, A&M? Was that the next And, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. A&M. I appreciate and lose the next, lose a game, lose a third, a second game because of it for the third time failing it. At A&M, that's, that's where it was inexcusable. Mm. All right. We have Kevin McPherson, and we hope. Oh, my gosh. That's right. That he likes Sorry, to talk Kevin. football. Yeah. Hang in there, Kev. All right, that is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop. Thanks to Fence Brokers. Washaw Baptist University for the second annual OBU High School Sports Media Conference, presented by Barry and Turnage Wall Firm. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Insurance deny you coverage on that roof? You won't be denied at Shamrock. Visit shamrockroofer.com for a chance to win a new roof absolutely free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com. 
where one call does it all. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. The Tampa Bay Rays have put a pretty good product on the field recently, making the MLB playoffs nine times in the last 16 seasons. Just too bad there's no one there to see it. Hosting Game 1 against the Texas Rangers, there were only 19,704 fans in attendance for this playoff game. That's the lowest number of fans for a postseason game since 1919. Fan support in Tampa Bay is perennially lousy, raising the question of baseball even having a future there. It's fitting that the teams that are still left in the playoffs actually have fans who care and show up. Double B's cares about you, helping you when you're in a hurry, but still deserve a quality product at a fair price. You can even sign up for a rewards card to save even more money. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. With over 350 land specialists in 40 states, Whitetail Properties Real Estate is the premier rural real estate company in North America. And Mike Poor, your local Whitetail Properties land specialist, combines local expertise with the Whitetail Properties national reach to reach more buyers who are looking for hunting land, farmland, and rural homes. So if you're thinking about selling, you need to give Mike Poor a call today at 501-428-7177 or visit whitetailproperties.com. Deer season is upon us, and if there's no tree for a tree stand in your favorite hunting spot, then let Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart help you out with a ground blind instead. Starting at just 125, their all-new Rhino 180 see-through blind takes the world of ground blind hunting to a whole new level. This unique two-way mesh system prevents wild game from seeing in while allowing you to see out with no obstructions. Also, check out their Tacticam Reveal X-Pro Trail cameras that text real-time photos to your cell phone. All this and more are available in-store or online at Max xpw.com. Hey, Optimus! Watney Unplugged airs Saturdays at 9 a.m. Is that the one with Scott Romine as host? It sure is. We should listen. I agree. Autobots, transform and roll out. Now, back to Drive Time Sports. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh. Eat local. Eat my catfish. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater, joined by our basketball guru. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. All right, Kevin, this one from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. Mitch says, I think Mitchell played the big man good. He fouls out, but he played awesome. I could be a little biased. Go Hogs. Yeah, Makai Mitchell, you know, Chandler Lawson started in this game and played 33 minutes. Uh, there were times Mitchell played 20. That's about what he averaged last year, but he started all but one game in the regular season. He did not start in either exhibition game, Makai Mitchell. Um, but he did. He had his moments. He, he matched up with um, with the big man some, and, uh, I remember some good defensive possessions that Mitchell had. He got a couple of steals, uh, blocked a shot. So he, he did some good things. He had a nice layup in transition. Uh, I thought there were other times, though, where he was a little flat-footed in ball watching. Uh, he missed a chippy layup, which was, a, you know, he did that some last year. Um, so I think he, you know, I think he, I think the, comment is correct, though. He did some good things in this game. He factors in big into what Arkansas can do this year, and on the, especially front line, because uh, he's a, he's got starter value even, even if he comes off the bench. I think he's in the top seven rotation. That's a given. 
whether Chandler Lawson starts or he does. So by committee, those two, I think, are going to get most of your five minutes. I still want to see what happens with Jalen Graham because he missed both exhibition games. He missed Arkansas's Pro Day with those back spasms. And he's a guy that's always had question marks defensively. It's, you know, his offense has been fine. Um, so you, you wonder how does he fit in the mix? Because I think he, like Lawson, can play the four or the five. And I think, you know, obviously Mitchell's a five. So we're going to see plenty of Makai Mitchell, and there's no doubt about it, he had some good moments defending Edie. The player that um, I guess I was as happy for uh, as any player, and that was Layden Blocker. He played just under eight minutes. He was three of four from the floor. Uh, He had three fouls. He had one assist, one turnover. Uh, I thought, especially considering the way, and I'm just going by the box of the UT Tyler game and then uh, uh, any other play so far, red for that matter, the red-white game, uh, from what I read, that really was not what I would call vintage lane blocker. Uh, I thought this past Saturday he stepped up and played an important role in that game. Kevin, do you think that's something that um, we might see now going forward, that he might have earned some minutes out of that game on Saturday? Yeah, I think he was going to get minutes. So I wrote about the, the rotations. I wrote about guys that would be closers. Just had an article yesterday on hogville.net, and I included uh, kind of stock risers. I picked seven guys that I thought stock went up, and he was one of them. I don't have him in the top rotation right now, but here's what was interesting, Randy, and I'm glad you brought him up. He played very well in his minutes. He attacked the basket, got to the basket, showed no fear. I mean, this is a very good Purdue, and that, and that stretched the game the first half. It was more of a grind. It was a defensive game at that point. And so Arkansas, it wasn't easy to get to get scores, even though percentage-wise at the end of the game, Arkansas shot over 50%. It wasn't necessarily easy getting getting those points early. And I thought he did a good job of attacking the defense. Uh, in the second half, he has a pull-up 20-foot jumper at the end of a shot clock in a game. Again, we know it was tight all the way. So he, to me, his confidence. But this is the tr- this was the hidden value, and a lot of people probably noticed this. At the end of both the first half as well as the end of regulation, when it was down to a defensive possession, dead ball, Eric Mussman put him in the game over a veteran guy for a defensive possession in both cases, in the first half, end of regulation. That says a lot to me about the value that Mussman already sees in Layden as a defender. And, and we know it starts with defensive end with Mussman. This is why. Right now, there's veteran guards ahead of him. I think Arkansas's veteran core, those four guards, Devo, Ellis, Jamon, Mark, and Battle, I don't see anybody uprooting those guys. But that doesn't mean there's not a place for, for Layden Blocker to help his team, not only in situations like I just described, but six, eight, maybe ten minutes in, in, in games that are, that are against competition where you know the game's going to be tight because that was the first opportunity for this entire team playing together and you see a true freshman go out there against Purdue and do what he did, yeah. And that's not to say he's going to play like that every game, but some of these other guys aren't going to have be on point every game either. But I think there's opportunities for him. doesn't mean I think he's going to be in a rotation anytime soon, but you don't take it off the table. And I thought he responded well with his opportunities. I thought he played a very strong. Uh, you know, he did have the 3,000 in turnover. He had another drive where he got blocked at the rim, but I like the fearlessness and the toughness, because that was a game of toughness. Arkansas got out-rebounded. We know that, but every, just about everywhere else, I thought Arkansas was a better team, and it was because of guys like Leighton Blocker being fearless going to the basket. Let's talk with Rick. Well, Rick's not there. Let's talk with uh, Victor. He's not there. Okay. That made that rather simple. Um, let's see. I'm checking through to make sure that I'm not missing something. Uh, here on our uh, either our buzz text line or live in feedback. Okay, I'll, I'll just move on. I, uh, that way I won't waste your time. Uh, the other uh, aspect that I do believe that everyone concerned, I don't know what his situation was the following day, and what I mean by that is with 
uh, Trevin Brazil ended up playing almost 31 minutes, 15 points, five rebounds. The minutes, Kevin, is what caught my attention. Yeah, and Musselman said he would not be in a minutes restriction, but he said he would play 15 to 25 yeah. minutes. Yeah. It's a minutes restriction relative to a guy who's fully cleared, and, and if you're playing in a competitive game, that counts. So that tells me that exhibition, he had a different set of values on how he wanted to, or a set of different rules on how you want to evaluate players. Uh, and, but I think, I, and I've said this, if this is a competitive game, Arkansas's in it, you're not going to see... You're going to see him stick to a seven or eight rotation, and guys are going to play bigger minutes maybe than he thought he was going to do because Mussman doesn't want to lose. And I don't blame him. You try to win a game like that. I don't care if it counts or not. Brazil's been cleared, fully cleared for a while. They've just kind of slow walked some of the stuff, the five-on-five, all of that. Uh, and I don't think the 31 minutes were a problem. In fact, he looked really good to me. I thought Brazil looked good. I, I You know, um, efficient shooting, made all of his free throws. Showed you three-point range, got to the rim. Uh, that dunk was a thing of beauty. Uh, you know, the five rebounds is okay. Uh, he got a block. He got a couple. I think he had three steals, you said. So he he was very active at both ends. Obviously, he wasn't going to match up with Edie and vice versa. Those are two different kinds of players altogether. Um, but, but I thought when a game of two marquee names, he was as good as Edie and probably better. I think Edie had a good stretch in that. Early stages of the second half. Overall, I thought Arkansas did a great job by committee, starting with Chandler Lawson, but other guys, guards helping out. Uh, Mekhi Mitchell, we talked about that. And I, uh, I just think that you, you you learn a lot from that game, and you love to take your lessons with a win. What about the explosiveness, Kevin? That that to me, last year, I think of his explosiveness. Did he seem to have that back? Yeah, I mean the transition dunk. Um, you know, in the previous exhibition game, he had an offensive rebound and went immediately back up. He didn't gather. He didn't, you know, he wasn't. In other words, there are certain plays you watch and you're like, that's Trevin. That, that's the old Trevin. So I think it's there. I think the other part, Randy, is I'm not sure we're seeing as much of it right now because he's probably, it's probably one of those things that even though it's instinctive, there may be part in the back of his mind where he's not, you know, he's not in, in, Volume having some of those plays right now is maybe he, you know, wants to be sure of things. I think sometimes your mental part of it, uh, you might not try some things as often uh, while you're still getting getting reacclimated. So yeah. he's shown me enough where I don't think the explosive part of it's an issue. I think it's more of a mental thing, and I'm not saying it's a mental thing that it's kept him from doing it. I think we're going to see more and more of it's what I'm saying. I think yeah. it's going to kind of snowball. Mr. Little baby, he's ta- he's taking baby steps, which is what he should. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you Thursday. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of our friends at Fence Brokers. Hour number three, straight ahead. Pretty simple. It has one engine, two wheels, and plenty of attitude. But you crash one of these babies, and things get complicated quick. That's when you need these guys. At Rainwater Holton Section, we keep it simple. When the insurance company tries to pay you less, we fight to get you more. No hassle, no confusing legal terms, and no fee unless we get money for you. Keep it simple. Call Rainwater, Holton.